0: You're listening to the Big Shiny Podcast. Check us out on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. The Big Shiny Robot Podcast is brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery. This is Nick. This is Lucas. This is John. This is Tom. This is Tyson. And you're listening to the Big Shiny Podcast. If you need a place to drink some good coffee and read comics, Watchtower Cafe is the place for you. The cool thing about Watchtower is it's not just a coffee shop with comic books. It's a great place that lets the geek community in Utah hang out and get together. Go check them out at 1588 South State and tell them Big Shiny Robot sent you. I don't care. They just
1: faded it in, just tack it on. Very beautifully done nick i I look forward to however you edit these episodes i'm actually going to
0: take john and intersperse his answers with the questions you ask me (laughs) (laughs) well first no one will know everybody we all sound the same i actually sometimes get our voices confused when i'm listening in the car i could see that i
1: don't think anyone mixes up my no yours stoner drawl nasally (laughs) (laughs) you gotta draw for sure this is john well, if you're going to mix up some questions yeah. with answers, let me ask you, uh, what was your first homosexual experience like? <laughs> so I met Tyson. And then... <laughs> okay. So it's your turn, Nick. You get to be in the spotlight. I'm sorry. How did you and I first... Oh, sorry. What makes you tick? What makes you What tick? keeps you up at night? What's that deep <sighs> voice in the that, that back of deep... your mind say that frightens you? The devil on the shoulder.
0: How do we first meet? Um, I I'm trying to this. remember. Yeah, because I can't lean back like that. Because um, I remember you coming over to AJ's. I remember AJ telling me about you. And he's like, yeah, Heather's got this new boyfriend. He's got a cool car. He's kind of nerdy, though. But he's got a cool car. Sounds like AJ. AJ yeah. being my ex-wife's cousin. Yes, who I know. I was friends with before, a matter. Yeah, I've known my whole life. Because you guys were all in the graphic design program, yeah? Yep. Yeah, well, you salt lake community college because you were in moab when i when aj told me about you no i feel like we met before that maybe i don't know but yeah i because i moved to moab in the summer of 2007 and i remember we talked on myspace a whole bunch oh is that so shit that's when uh we had operation get aj laid oh yeah and so that's how that operation yeah that's how (laughs) we were trying to get him laid and how'd that end poorly (laughs) especially for the girl yeah (laughs)
1: um
0: poorly or prematurely (laughs) it uh failure to launch yeah yeah yeah. yeah. um yeah because we talked a bunch on myspace which i'm not sure how because i lived in a trailer uh on like outskirts of town before 3g Um, and i actually uh no there was i had to change my phone when i moved down there back to one x i had to tell verizon to switch me to that because they didn't have 3g so my phone wouldn't work (laughs) and i had to if i wanted to get text messages or something i had to be in a specific spot inside my trailer and then we stole wi-fi from the campground next door and then we had a really old computer at work that we would use to manage the schedule and everything back in the shop and so on breaks between tours, that's how I would check my space. What were you doing down in Moab? I was a tour guide for a like ATV and Hummer company, which was fun. It was like a break. Like it was my last, is it the last summer I was in college for the first time around? So I went, me and a friend of mine, uh, I worked in a, automotive warehouse and one of the guys got fired from there because he mooned somebody and an old lady that was in the manufacturing department saw him and reported him and he got fired so he was looking for a job and i was up at school reading the school newspaper and saw one ad for like tour guides and i had gone down there a bunch and, like done rock crawling and stuff and so we applied for jobs and got them bought a trailer because there's no housing available mm-hmm. and moved down there and i only stayed for a few months it was like may to the end of august and i came back and finished my last semester of school hmm. and then maybe i remember going to somebody's house and playing some zombie game with you oh probably left for dead oh,
1: that's great yeah that would be the only zombie game we would well it was with. a it was a board game oh oh i remember trying to play that with my idiot friends i i speak of that are some on the podcast not so much tom these days but my friends are always like, hey, let's play this board game. Let's do this. And we'd sit down and no one would ever listen or try to figure it out. And they were all huge dicks.
0: I totally remember you actually getting like really annoyed with it.
1: Yeah, because I was like, why the fuck did you guys ask me to
0: play this thing? Yeah. You're going to make
1: fun of me the whole time.
0: Yeah. This is before emotional IQ. And well, <laughs> uh, we're some, some girl Tyson works with that short little blonde girl. I think we're at her house. It was like a really nice house out in West Jordan oh, or something Meg. like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so I remember meeting you there. And then uh, two thousand. A, I got a job at Ancestry, mm-hmm. and I that's I think that's when we started, like, talking online a lot on Messenger, because that was the yeah. first office job I had. Yeah, and that's when I was at that greeting card company.
1: Yeah. It's time soft. to burn. And that's right around... I don't remember exactly when... It would have been right around when, when I started Big Shiny Robot, because yeah. you were involved from the get-go, if I remember
0: it. Yeah, that's because, yeah, you told me... You and AJ told me that you guys were going to start it, and... I started writing the like gadget posts. Like, here's this yeah. cool shit that came out this week and did all that. You were the tech guy for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. for a long time. I got some free shit out of that. You also did
1: uh, something that got me some free stuff, with the what's in my bag post. I was like that. We did this one for a while, John, where uh, it was just what's in my bag. And so you we talk were... about the gadgets or things you'd
0: carry for your workday or the comic books you had that time. We were pre all that everyday carry bullshit. I really like that. And Ogio saw that and sent Lucas a bag. Yep. Mm. Mm. That's one of two things I've gotten. <laughs> it's just got
1: noticeably smokier right in here. Yeah. Got <laughs> okay, fucking Gandalf the Gray over here blowing. It's going to get worse. rings. Up to. Or better. It's up to 4,100 puffs. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. You're get your 16. I don't think you did 16 in the right. last. Yeah, we're 39.60 right
0: now. 40 again. <laughs> um, so that's. Yeah. F- yeah, Probably we when we got to be closer friends. Yeah, we started because we started talking a lot then and I don't remember how we decided to do the podcast. Because I remember we hung out and we were doing different events. Like I remember we did the Lost event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Broovies. We did the finale for
1: Lost. We did the Walking Dead premiere. Um But the, at some point Tyson I, th- I want to say it was Tyson and Thomas approached me and said, "Hey, we want to do
0: a podcast." Yeah, I didn't really know Tom. I've been into GameStop with you guys a couple times. Yeah, you... like I feel like we did like a Call of Duty Midnight thing there. Outside of the ones
1: of us that started it, I think you were the you and Tom were probably the most strangers.
0: Yeah, I didn't know any of you guys.
1: And then I don't remember why we even. I think you wanted to try it because I because th- somehow you were like, "Yeah, let's
0: do it. We'll do it at my place." Oh, yeah. beer we had a big huge open house like it was just a bunch of I, we moved in there so i was still in an apartment I yeah you were still time. in that apartment over by the sugar factory or whatever it is yeah yeah
1: um, yeah so you were the only person that had like a place we could actually do it i bet it was part of it yeah and you were interested in it so it was perfect
0: then like our house was is free rent so we moved in and we're paying rent like me and khali were the only ones living there we had some weird ass fucking roommate for a little bit from iowa yeah you did <laughs> and uh, have I ever told you about that guy John he was uh, weird I'll have to tell you a couple of stories he's a <laughs> creepy dude um, but then Tom whose house it was they moved to Colorado him and his wife and then they were getting divorced and declaring bankruptcy so he couldn't have us paying him rent oh. so we had this it was like Tom's house but it was free yeah it was almost the same layout as theirs and um, so it had like the big vaulted ceiling but it was all tile and so the first episode we did just echoed everywhere. I remember back in those days too. Tom would show up with like, it took us like half an hour to get set up. Yeah, cause it he didn't have it down. That was
1: something that we kind of aspired to do, but it, that early days was like, oh, let's give this a try. And then the meanwhile, you guys or he's setting up and I'm getting hammered and you're getting hammered. And we had the hookah because
0: like we smoked ice. Yeah, That's... you and Tyson were big into hookahs back yeah, then. Yeah, and, like, we'd smoked all the time at my house. Mm-hmm. Like, me and Khali and, um... I imagine that first couple
1: episodes probably sounded fucking atrocious. If oh, yeah, it not sound good. Big echoey room, Did guys I smoking
0: have... hookahs, drunk. Yeah, you got <laughs> fucked up. Bubbling. I don't usually get drunk. I very rarely I think the hookah drunk. fucked you up, too, because you didn't... You never smoke anything wicked, a little team bit. On
1: the hookah.
0: Yeah, those two together was not good.
1: Oh no sorry, one's gonna hear you 10 my feet bad. away I'm <laughs> leaning back. My bad. yeah i smoked a lot of hookah i lived didn't... in israel for a while yeah. oh yeah yeah it's the most jewish thing i've ever heard yeah literally <laughs> <laughs> did you really live in israel for a while yeah i did a uh quarter of high school in israel oh i didn't know that yeah it's hard, it's hard to tell when john's a lot, of, a lot of hookah Got yeah. A bunch of them at my parents' house in That's, storage in Minnesota.
0: They were so big so. here for a while. And I had a friend that worked at Hookah Bar that I hung out with a lot back then. And so we all got them. And um, the guy I moved to Moab with, his sister was friends with a bunch of Iraqi guys that were refugees. And one of them owned a smoke shop. And so we'd go to Hookah Bar with them. And I know the first night I went, I pulled a U and I got fucking wrecked. <laughs> Just like a couple beers and then that huge nicotine buzz on that. <laughs> I had borne a couple beers. Yeah. It was and it was Paps too, which was and the worst. We used to get I remember for a long time we'd pick up crates of
1: sessions every time. Yep. Yeah, we used to try to get sessions to sponsor us. I'd even emailed them a couple times. Like they'd give a shit, but yeah. That was the beer. I, I don't know what it's just a beer. Is. It's okay. uh right. I can't I remember. remember the the little uh oh. red stripe.
0: Red Stripe. Oh yeah, they're yeah. in those stubby little bottles. Oh, okay. It was and it tasted very similar too. It was yeah. It's just a like a good. It's a session beer. It's one you just sit and drink a bunch of. But it had to have been like two thousand nine when we did that because I still worked at Ancestry. So then
1: we did the podcast, the core of us for a little while, and then at some point you were done being my friend. You were done with all of your friends. You were headed off. Yeah. And that's when you left. You the, that's when you left the podcast. Well, I, I think I stopped prematurely
0: because so by a little bit but i think you why why did you have to so i got laid off from ancestry in may and was fucking miserable living with a crazy lesbian couple (laughs) and just unemployed and looking for jobs but i had already had an application in with the secret service and had gone through all that and then i started doing um the like final interviews Mm -hmm. and i got hired for that in october 2010 yeah i I remember that cuz I think
1: I was on the list. I don't know if they actually called me, but I know it was. Yeah, on the you list. were
0: like one of my references on my background check, I'm pretty sure. I know they called a couple people. I think they did call me. Or I've they... had a lot of people
1: call me for reference. I lie every time, yeah. so. You're I
0: know me. they called like my friend Julia and I know they went to like my neighbors, like the people that live next day, door to AJ. They went and knocked on their door and everything. Oh and, yeah. Yeah, some old like some 75-year-old dude that did background checks.
1: So what was that like all of the pre interview Fucking jobs
0: it's you do you have to take a test and i passed both the tests there's one i did for like an agent and they're like yeah you're not experienced enough and do this other job so i did the uniform division officer and i passed all those tests and then you do lie detector tests which are total bullshit like lie detectors don't work they're just trying to intimidate you and get you to like react in certain ways uh uh-huh. and then they had me come back in and do another one and then I got hired and I had to move. I had to be in D.C. in like two weeks. I remember that. What before we get to that part, what it inspired you to want to be in the Secret Service? Stupidity. Uh, no. <laughs> so like, my dad's a cop or was a cop my whole life. So I always had like cops that were around, and they'd always like. It's just like I don't know. You could get all Joseph Campbell about it, like becoming your father or whatever, mm-hmm. but. It seemed like a good option. And then talking to all those guys, because I think at the time my dad was doing a lot of uh, work with the ATF, he ran a task force for a while. Mm-hmm. And all those guys are like, oh, you know, like if you're going to be a cop, be a federal cop, because it's like city cop, state cop, federal is the best. And what I wanted to do was join the State Department, because they do um, visa and passport fraud investigation, but mm-hmm. then they also do embassy security and so you get paid to live in other places hmm. and i was like i'm young i'm single that sounds like an awesome thing to do is travel around right and usually like you get you know like if you live in a shitty country you get a hell of a lot more pay for doing it hmm. and you can actually get enough seniority to go to the good places and um <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's a showdown over here on the dog bed the cat gives zero shits so
0: she loves to do that um and so I was oh, like, all right, crazy fight. So if I join the Secret Service, I can use that. So when I talked to one of the agents in the interview, he's like, oh, yeah, I started uniform division and then I moved into an agent and a lot of people do it and they get a couple of years of experience and then they hop to FBI or the State Department or something else and try to get into another job. And like I had no idea what I wanted to do. I had a history degree mm-hmm. I had, was never going to teach. Um, and so I was just looking for jobs. And so that worked. And so I packed up all my shit and moved to you go to dc i was in dc for like three or four days and then down to southeastern georgia wow oh yeah that's right you were in georgia yeah that's where the the summer or it was was october it was october my um it's mid-october my entry date was 10 14 10 Hmm. and so yeah i was down in georgia and it was still fucking balls hot it's like 90 degrees and 90 percent humidity every day yeah, I remember you, when you came back, talking about how miserable it was. Yeah, so gross down there. They had flags, depending, like, there was a flag every day that basically indicated how often they could make you work out before you could take a break. Because people get, it's a big thing in CrossFit now, they get, it's called the, like, ribdo something, and your mm-hmm. muscles start to break down and become toxic to your blood and kill you. So, like, the God, air damn. and everything, and they made us work out, like, I was I had to work out, like, three or four times a day. Shit this is fucky um and like so like getting in and just realizing how fucking like just bullshit it was like the bureaucracy and the horseshit of like the headquarters was very apparent within two days of being there Mm -hmm. and then being on the base and the like we because we had took classes it was like going to school Mm -hmm. um and I remember we had to read like the very first day they had us read this bullshit kind of poem almost from some general about um, wolves and sheepdogs hmm. and the terrorists and the bad guys are the wolves and the, you know, the good guys and the law enforcement and military are the sheepdogs because they're like a wolf, but they've, they're protecting the sheep. And it's just like, this is how you want us to think about ourselves? <laughs> like, I'm not, not okay with this. And then the whole, there's the whole idea of, laws work because the state has a monopoly on violence like Uh, you can't be violent towards the police the state like it's all this stuff And i'm like man maybe i don't know i'll just write this out but i had had stomach surgery in february of that year and then we had gotten we'd lost that free house when they finally like the bank was like okay you cleared bankruptcy we're taking the house mm -hmm. so we had to move out and i think that fucked up my surgery And then being there working out a bunch of times, uh, my surgery, like, came undone. And so I was throwing up a lot when I was working out. Oh. So I had to come back. And that's when I moved in with Emily because I didn't have anywhere to go. So that was when you first came back. Yeah, that was when I came back. So uh, my dad was building his house and living in, like, a townhouse or an apartment in Clearfield. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't have anywhere to go. I almost moved in with Tyson and Ryan. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then Emily's like, well, you can stay here. So I lived with her for, like, a month and a half just out of a duffel bag. And because all my stuff was, like, in storage, I, I put enough in my car. Like, my I, I drove my I had an A4 at the time, and I that was full, and that's what I took to D.C., and, like, that's what I lived out of for the next little while. And then I had my stomach surgery in December, and— So your October, November came back December? Yeah, and I had surgery. And then by the time I got out of surgery— my dad's house was done or no i think i, I had to recover a little bit of emily's and then because i remember that little black and white fucker climbing all over my stomach that had stitches and stuff in it <laughs> and uh then i moved to my dad's place and lived with him for a while and um once i recovered like the secret service was just like all right start coming in so i had to go into the field office every day they Here? didn't have anything for me to do yeah in salt lake oh okay yeah it's right across the street from capitol theater and they had very little for me to do mm-hmm. um so like i do big shiny robot stuff i read a fuck ton of books so I, we were federally funded is what you're saying yeah because i was making like uh see my starting salary was like fifty two thousand. oh wow <laughs> obama so gave there. me a raise right when i started <laughs> they bumped up everybody's pay like that first month i was there oh wow but um that's funny i had a bunch of like credit card bills and shit because i had no when i was on leave for my stomach surgery i didn't get paid at all Mm -hmm. so i had to pay that stuff off and from when i was unemployed but then that's i started buying i got when the new 52 started i was just like yep put everything in my hold and i'll just start dropping (laughs) stuff so i was dropping like 50 a week at least and um yeah i worked there for a year Mm -hmm. and like, my, I was having all kinds of issues with my stomach still. Like, I get nauseous at the drop of a pin a lot mm. of times still. Yeah, um, I remember for quite a while. It still happens sometimes. It's not as bad now. Um And so I just started looking for other jobs. I was like, this isn't going to fucking work. And then working with those guys in the field office for a while is like, yeah, this really isn't going to work. Like <laughs> This is a really, like, I kind of, it was nice because I got it, like, before I was so invested in it, it and really moved across the country. I got to see it like that was not a thing that i wanted to pursue anymore that's nice that you had the opportunity to see that up close and personal yeah yeah it worked out yeah it worked out well for me so i ended up i worked for them for exactly a year my entry date and my exit date were a year apart (laughs) and then i went and worked at wgu and um emily and i got a place together and i think as I worked from home at the time, and Tyson had been talking to me about this degree program up at the EU. Mm-hmm. And that, I was like, fuck it, I've got the time. I can go back to school now. Like, I work from home. I can work. I just have to do my eight hours, and they don't care what I do. So I went back to school, and that's when I started getting into all the shit that really helped me out with the site, like video production and right. design and marketing and all that stuff. And, that's, and then I did the... I got a marketing job right after, too, mm-hmm. after I graduated in 2012. And that's when he started doing ads for us. And like, we tried out a few different things. Oh, yeah. You brought a lot of different things to the table at that point. I did that little documentary.
1: That was cool. Yeah. I remember that documentary. The, you, cause Emily's your wife now. Did you guys start dating when you first got back then? We or? had kind of dated before.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. She so, so kind of knew each other a little bit. Yeah. yeah Yeah. and we talked the whole time i was gone and like we didn't really know we didn't talk about it at all when i moved but then like i came (laughs) back and she's like you can stay here
1: yeah that's cool
0: moved in and then she had a roommate at the time but they weren't talking to each other right then and so that girl moved out and then we got a one-bedroom apartment together oh right (laughs) and then we got a two we lived in this three different apartments in the same building oh really she's we went from one and then we went to the next door one unit and then we went to an upstairs unit later that's funny i lived in an apartment for i don't know half a year
1: fuck that i yeah if yeah. i can help it i never want to live in an apartment again it was not a good experience for me yeah i remember your apartment i didn't
0: like your apartment very much
1: i didn't like my apartment i didn't like the people who lived in that apartment complex yeah. either but that's neither here nor there one thing I want to talk about that I don't think gets brought up a whole lot on the podcast, maybe a little bit, but you do a lot of work with animals. You mm-hmm. and Emily both, you do a lot of fosters. And I know uh, Tom and Anna help out with some of the the events
0: and charities, but for, you actually bring the animals into your house. For, they did rescue rovers, which I think they did like one or two fosters through rescue rovers. But not to the extent, because you guys... Yeah, we uh, rescue rovers, uh, don't get me started because that's your favorite group they're garbage um they only take puppies and they don't pull moms they'll pull puppies from shelters but not moms which pisses me off i don't blame you um but yeah so we've i don't even know how we got started doing it i think emily wanted to start fostering when we got our uh, it was when we got our place in farmington the town home up there yeah because then we had enough space because we were at like because we had two dogs and a cat Mm -hmm. and the cat so emily was living in brazil she did a semester abroad and daisy and coco were staying it with her uh, parents and because i was working and going to school and like didn't, didn't really have time for them mm-hmm. and so they just stayed up there which they loved and her white trash neighbors up there don't fix their cats and so there's always barn cats mm-hmm. and one of the barn cats wandered into the garage through the doggy door and daisy adopted it oh. like they were best friends <laughs> and just hung out together all the time and so we're like all right i guess we're getting a cat like when Emily came home from Brazil, we went to PetSmart, bought all this cat stuff, and then the cat up there was too feral and wouldn't let humans approach it. Oh. And so we're like, oh, okay, I guess, I guess we're not. We're gonna return all this stuff. And Emily's like, well, we already bought everything, and we're at <laughs> um, we're at PetSmart that day, and they had a the group that we foster with Cause, mm-hmm. Cause dot org, C A W S dot org, um they had an adoption event that day and we saw a cat and brought it home and daisy fucking hates the cat <laughs> <laughs> we've got you a cat and you don't like it yeah, she's, she doesn't look too concerned no she i think we've had the cat for five years now five or six. Oh wow um i think that's how emily wanted to get involved with that and now we've had we counted i think we've had 11 foster dogs now Wow. In the past like two and a half, three years. That's a that's a lot. I I'm a huge pet lover. I could not do that. It's not easy. No.
1: Um
0: it's we were talking today, so one of our dogs died this morning. I'm sorry. Um, I was sorry to hear that. Yeah, it was a bummer. I've been getting texts about it and stuff. And that was one of the dogs that we pulled from uh Houston that was they pulled all the dogs out of the shelters, like most of the dogs were like owner surrenders or they had been in the shelter previous to the hurricanes hitting. Mm-hmm. So our rescue drove down with four vans and pulled like a 100 and some odd dogs and cats. And then a bunch of like, there's a bunch of vans that went to St. George in that area. I think there's a bunch of dogs in Chicago. And why um, did they go pick these pets up? Just so that the shelters could have space for the animals that got lost when the hurricane hit. That makes sense. So perfect they could sense. potentially find their way back to their owners. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, And... I think so. We've had three that have passed away. We kept one of them. We kept Delilah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one of them got adopted yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I had a we had a little Chihuahua for like three weeks.
1: Uh, I remember seeing pictures. Yeah, was,
0: you guys hadn't been over here since we got that one. No. Um, I know you guys have met a lot of them. Yeah, um, Birdie was the last. Birdie's coming back again. She's getting returned again because people are fucking stupid. How many f- times is this? This is twice. Port the word. first one was quick the first one was like she came back after like a week or a weekend and this time it's been a couple weeks i, I is it just not back. fun to live with was is... she needs attention and exercise and we tell people this and they don't do it and then she acts out and yeah. barks and i was taking her running every day fucking wiener dog <laughs> <laughs> and she cruises but yeah people are just aren't giving her enough attention they just like people are like oh i really want a wiener dog yeah right right and they don't understand like she's a total hunter she mm-hmm. killed two rats a mouse and she ate a quail in the backyard <laughs> i was like chasing her and she just gobbled up a baby quail in they, one bite aren't they
1: they were bred for fighting badgers weren't they
0: from what i understand
1: that's why they've got the short little legs I, they're fighting, going badgers. into holes yeah so yeah i don't know badgers weasels whatever so that yeah, that's like people buy corgis because they think, oh, it's such a cute dog, herding dog. They're high energy. As fuck. Yeah, you gotta you stay on top of them, or the dog just runs the house.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. People just don't get it.
1: I, I think that's super cool that you do that. I've always thought that was really neat. I know Emily's generally raising money too for cause yeah. you guys are trying to raise some cash now for the yeah. Next we always strut do your
0: strut your mutt and try to raise money. Um, and. Because we like, so like the dog that passed away this morning had extensive surgery beforehand that cost a couple grand. And it cost oh, well. a fuck ton of money to go down to Houston, rent those vans, bring the dogs back, get everybody chipped and spayed and chi- um, vaccinations and all that. So, yeah, there's always a lot stuff like that comes up. Yeah. Like, yeah, we, uh, Emily especially, she always picks dogs that are special needs so they always end up needing to have like teeth pulled and all kinds of stuff so it always <laughs> cost cause a lot of money um <laughs> yeah cause.org slash donate or i think maybe it's no it's donation there you go yeah yeah um, go throw some cash at that yeah i think strut your mutts in like october this year
1: oh that's so much nicer usually it's earlier, right no, yeah it's fucking
0: hot yeah that's always fun to do i haven't done that in a long time i should do that it's what the are they doing take Is it downtown? i think they're at liberty still It might be Sugar House this year. I don't know. That's Emily's problem. I don't pay attention. Uh, It's all on Facebook, and I don't do that. Yeah, I think I'm going to join you on that front here pretty soon. I know Tyson's done it in the past. Straight Your Mutt or quit Facebook? Yeah, uh, Straight Your (laughs) Mutt. I know he donated to us last year, too, because Emily was really happy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember when I did that last. It was when it was at West Jordan. I remember that West Jordan Park they tried it there for two years which was super cool for me since i lived in west jordan yeah and there was parking Uh, when they done it was it pioneer park i can't remember where they did it was it maybe liberty liberty and they do like
0: they set up a ton of booths and they set up a Mm. lure course so it's like a like bait it's like a pretend rabbit or something and the dogs chase it through obstacles and stuff they
1: did that at uh west jordan and i tried to get elmer to do it and the second (laughs) they like pulled the trigger for the little weasel thing to go He just squatted and took a big shit at the start of the race. (laughs) That's Elmer's thing. Taking him on a walk, crossing the road, middle of the asphalt. Cars are coming, but not close enough for concern. He decides he wants to take a shit in the road. That's that's Elmer. Sounds like Elmer. (laughs) Well, shit, dude. Thanks for taking some time to talk to me about this stuff. I wanted to talk about your Secret Service stuff. I
0: appreciate you. Once upon a time, Rebecca and I spent like two hours talking about that. Really? We did the two shots and did everything with that is that still up your two shots because you did a podcast on your own for a little bit i don't know if it's still on soundcloud it might still be on soundcloud i because i deleted the website um because it costs money and i don't want to spend money and then i shut down my soundcloud like payment because you can only upload so many hours oh i don't know it might still be up there soundcloud loads
1: well if it is we should have producer rebecca i still have the
0: files somewhere i'm sure
1: that's awesome. Yeah, we should. That could be a fun one to post up too, even. They were long. It was like two or three episodes. I'll do a bonus Nick and Rebecca episode that was previously featured on Two Shots.
0: They're really long. I don't know. I know nobody wants to hear that.
1: Oh, I will. Nobody will ever hear that. Nick is currently nuking all. Just
0: deleting everything.
1: Evidence of the Two Shots podcast.
0: Uh, don't talk about it. Be about it. I know I did a bunch with Pat. And those are on here. I don't know. Fuck it. You have to let me know.
1: Well, Nick, you've always been a very good friend. I appreciate it. I love you. Thank you for being a friend for as long as you had and being a part of the podcast. Thanks, Lucas. I love you too, Lucas. I know you do,
0: Nick. This episode has been brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery, located at 94 East, Fort Union Boulevard in Midvale, Utah. Please make sure to like and rate us on iTunes. Be sure to check out our friends through being cool, and we'll catch you guys next week.